Hello, everybody. Three things about this episode. First, it's fabulous, of course. Second, it was interesting putting this together. We had a little bit of technical difficulties that involved me losing my entire half of a two-hour-long conversation with Amelia. So part of it was put together with me having a conversation with a recording, which was very, very interesting. And I think it turned out pretty cool. So yeah, let us know what you think. I don't know that you can tell the difference. But anyway, thirdly, there is the last clip for now, of my conversation with the fabulous Steve. And it's a really fun clip. But I do have to say that it will show the time in which it was recorded because we talk about and make fun of people hoarding toilet paper. I know that's an old topic, but I included it on purpose because it's a framework for a really, really funny anecdote. So fasten your seatbelts and enjoy this fabulous episode of the Bitchin' Boutique. Welcome to Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique! We may be awful, but, but we're, we're right! And I didn't screen cap the initial tweet, but it was basically someone very common on Twitter. Someone will say like, if you've never eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you're not an American. I mean, people just make large statements like that and then they get 10,000 likes and 4,000 retweets and the rest of us are actually putting thought and effort into our tweets and nobody fucking sees them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy made, it was, I don't even remember, but it was some kind of thing like, if you've been talking to someone, because you know how the young people, it's all about, oh, I'm talking to him and that means I'm dating him or something. You know what I mean? I think it's the, although it, for, for all I know, kids aren't even saying that anymore, but for a long time, the talking to thing was a thing. Like when we were kids, it was going with. Or going around. You know, so and so is going with someone else. But anyway, so the initial tweet was something like, if you've been talking to her for nine months and you haven't gone on a date yet, blah, blah, blah. Like some kind of declaration about your relationship is nothing or what, you know, just something stupid. So of course, tons of people take it very, very seriously. And I'm going to start, I'll just say, I'll just say her name is Gabby. Ooh, I hate her already. So, so I'm going to start with Gabby because Gabby is the reason all this stuff gets kicked off but because I'm gonna go off on a tangent with Gabby I'm gonna start with her so that I can go off on the funny tangent and then get back to uh Josephine does anyone name that anymore so Gabby my exact response she actually says those words my exact response if we're not dating within two months maximum capitalized of meeting it's clearly not going to happen I started dating my boyfriend eight days after we met and we've been together for over two years oh please Who asked you? 
Anyway, good for you and your boyfriend. And then some guy makes a thing about, wait, you've been with him for two years and you're still just his girlfriend? He's obviously not serious about you. Whether that guy's serious or not, I have no idea. Okay, (sighs) back to Gabby. Considering I'm only 21 and he's only 19, and since we're both still in college, I'm perfectly content with just being his girlfriend right now. We've lived together for the last year and a half, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Plus, I'd like to get married within a year of our engagement, and I don't want all the stress of planning that right now. I figure it'll all happen sometime within the next three to four years. Oh, please, bitch. He's 19. Please, you're not going to get married. They better. They fucking better not. We'll see. So, so this is where Josephine comes in. Josephine arrives. This is a pissing contest of who could be the most official and committed first in their relationship. Who fucking cares? Ooh, bitch. And then Gabby. (gasps) How so? I don't see anything resembling a pissing contest here. If you're content to wait forever for someone who may not even end up committing to anything serious, by all means, go ahead. I just don't have the time or patience for games. If it's real, why waste time? Please, bitch, you're 19. You don't know what's real. Briefly, Josephine says, well, since you want to point your finger at me. Oh, my God. I've already been married at 23 and grown apart from that person. And she starts talking about how she wished she would have gone slower and really gotten to know him. And she goes on and on. You know, life is short, but it's the only one you have. So slow down and wait until things, you know, until you know things are right. Well, that's good advice for the most part. Right. So before I begin to agree with Josephine, I'm going to jump off to... I was curious about Gabby. Oh, God. And I went over to her page, and I was looking at how she talks to other people. She shared uh, a tweet that from someone not important who was talking about, I'm going to start a new manifestation challenge. You know how much I love manifestation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who are into manifesting. I'm going to make a wish or a manifestation every night at 11-11 with no expectation of how or when it'll happen. I have a feeling things will come in fast with this. And Gabby says... I have an alarm set for 11, 11 p.m. daily. I've done this for years. Oh, please, bitch. You have not done that for years. Maybe once or twice. Give me a break. But let's just pretend that she has. Let's pretend that she has set an alarm on her phone. She's a college student that lives with her 19-year-old boyfriend. She's not asleep at 11. So that at 11, 11 p.m., she, what, looks at her phone. Now... Granted, if you start thinking about 11.11, you will find that at least several times a week, you will happen to glance at a, at a phone or at a clock or whatever and see that it's 11.11. No. That just happens. But it doesn't fucking mean anything. It's just 11.11. But her thing about things will happen for you because thinking a thought at 11.11 every night... The thing about this, before I go back to Josephine, is like, let's say you do this and six months go by and absolutely nothing happens. And then one day you find a $20 bill or something. Mm. I manifested it uh, because because I set that alarm for 11, 11 p.m. every single day. And so anytime something happens, bitches like this are going to credit 11, 11 p.m. with that shit, even though clock time is just a human construct and doesn't mean anything and there are time zones and what the fuck ever. But 
she's gonna give all credit. Oh, you know, with her her great enlightenment at the age of twenty one, living with her nineteen year old. Mm-hmm. Yes. Before we move on to Josephine. <laughs> and I'm sorry that bitch is not up at eleven eleven at night. Hello. Because yeah, no. I don't think she says she wakes up. I think she just wants to look at her phone. But oh, okay. Because I was thinking that she was in bed. But what? But my first thought when I saw that she was 21 and he was 19, my first thought was, it must be all about the D. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you know she was like a senior in high school and he was a sophomore and he thought he was hot shit because he was dating a senior. You know it was something like that. Oh, God. And it's not going to last. No girl wants to date a younger guy until she until she's like in her 40s and then it's like, yeah, sure, I'll date a 19-year-old. Oh, right. But... Not when you can date anybody because you're 21 and you're hot. You're the hottest you're ever going to be because you're 21. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure he is the hottest he's ever going to be, too, so she better watch out. So, okay, so back to, so, so Josephine was telling Gabby how, you know, well, I wish I would have gone slower because by your age, I was already married. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, God, and probably so, pregnant. thinking that I'm agreeing with this cunt, I respond, if I ran the world, no one would be allowed to get married or have kids before age 30. Amen. Why? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because of how everyone I've ever known looks back and goes, my God, I was a barely formed human being in my 20s. But hey, that's just me and everyone I know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Even though I was agreeing with Josephine, here she comes. Of course. Yeah, but then no one would have the experience. Falling in love is an experience and I'm thankful for it. It changed me, and our bond helped me through hard times. Not to mention some people do work out. That's closed-minded to try and restrict. Just give advice and hope it helps. Oh, like she was doing to Gabby? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Back to me. Fall in love all you want. You don't have to be married and making new humans just because you're happy in the pants. If it's right, it will still be right after your 30th birthday. Yeah. You know, and apparently I'm not her mom. Mm -mm -mm. So, you know, I'm basically, I just, you know, supported my own thing. Well, then you know what she did. You know what she did. Uh... You know what she said. Okay, boomer. Oh my God. What a dumb cunt. I hate her. I just with even her. even with a little gif, a little okay boomer gif. Oh my god. And I god. said, <laughs> well Gen X but thanks for playing. And then she says, and you're involved in this. Uh-huh. Your PFP, which I had to think about for a while. It means profile picture even though pro and file are not separate words. Uh-huh. You dumb bitch Josephine. Your PFP is two old people. Oh. Shrug emoji. I don't have a deep need to be right all the time. And cool, you have a restrictive mindset and you're young. Okay, sign. Oh my God. Oh, I hate her. So, because I'm right, I got the last word and said, who said I was young? I'm just about 10 years too young to be a boomer. But anyway, I'm not the one who thinks everyone needs to experience being a 25-year-old divorcee. My (laughs) argument is based on facts and experience. You do what you want. Have a nice day. So let's just, you know, before I just go on about, about bitches like Josephine, who, by the way, her PFP, her profile picture is the backs of two women in bikinis with their asses hanging out and 
I guess one of them might be her. How would I know? Because I could have said, well, your PFP is, is two hoe bags. I mean, I don't know. She sounds like a spring bake whore. Oh, my God. My God. So retarded. It's like, enjoy your divorce. Enjoy being a divorced woman with a couple of kids before you're 30. Have fun. Enjoy finding a man who wants to date that. Oh, she probably gets drunk and then doesn't say anything about that, you know. You know, when, when he can date mm -hmm. someone who, oh, I don't know, waited until she got her shit together before she decided to get serious. And I'm sorry, you know, if I married the first guy that came along, that meant I would have married the guy I dated my senior year of high school. The one who was a pathological liar that I honestly can't say I really know anything about him except that I do know that his parents lived in San Antonio. Was this the one that said he was in the Monkees touring band? <laughs> yes, he claimed he was Peter Tork's cousin and that he played in their band on their tour in 1986. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and he would actually point like on videos from the tour, he would like point at this guitarist and go, see, that's me right there. And it's like, but it's not though. Wow. Because I have eyes <laughs> and I can see. Oh my God, I remember and that. And he would have all these, well, you know, that was before I got mono and lost all that weight. Oh God. And before you had a different head, apparently, and completely different hair. Oh my God. And weren't actually related to Peter Tork. Yeah, I remember that very I well. Mean, <laughs> it's, you know, he was just a cute guy. You know, even if I believed that he was Peter Tork's cousin, that doesn't mean I believed everything that he said. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter. Because it's not like I was going out with him because he was Peter Tork's cousin. Although he did find, like, one of the only people that would go, oh, Peter Tork's cousin, really? Well, that had to count for something. He found, right? he found a monkey's fan, <laughs> for know. God's sake. You know, he actually found one. But, uh... Especially in the 80s, you know, and, and the right age group. It just happened to work out that way. But yeah, but so, even, well, hell, even if I, even if I dated the second guy that came along, it would be the one that I was dating when, when his friend who you became friends with showed you her cooch and it was in his bathroom in his bathtub where you got to see the cooch. Yes, it was. We had a lot of fun in that apartment. That, that amazing moment. <laughs> uh but still, I wouldn't have... Oh, that guy who, by the way, when I finally found an online presence for him and realized, oh my God, he has he has a picture of himself with Sarah Palin. Oh yeah, he's a total Trumpy now, I heard. And he seemed happy to be there. Gross. But you know, people change. He looks like he got into the oil business. Oh. And he wears a cowboy hat all the time now. Oh my God. He is not the hippie that I dated back in the early 90s. Uh, no. Because I remember him so different. That guy was a hippie who worked in a photo lab and was cute. He was cute as fuck. And he was cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. People get old and turn gross. Well, I hope someone else is very happy with it. Mm -hmm. I still stand by my rule that no one should be married before 30. Oh, I totally agree. And the thing is, when you're 20, you cannot imagine that when you're 40... You're going to look back at yourself at 20 and go, God, she was stupid. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, I think about that all the time, how stupid I was when I was younger. <laughs> but that's okay. There's lots of good stories in oh. being stupid. And not just our hair and our outfits. 
Oh my god, even that though. Oh my god, I'm horrified. Not just the time you got a perm. Not just oh, that. Oh god. <laughs> and the scary stretch pants I used to wear. And the makeup I used to wear. Oh lord have mercy. I shudder to see some oh. of those pictures now. But it was the times. <laughs> the times. With my big Robert Smith hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. We couldn't help it. It was 1989. Yes, it was. In all its glory. <laughs> we were pretty fucking cool for our time, though, weren't we? I think so. I would like to think so. Although, I, I, I mean, don't even know. I mean, you owned at least one pair of Z Cavaricis. And I know that because I have a picture of you wearing them. Oh my god, I wore those all the time. And those pants always got me laid. Because back in the day, those were the shit. Oh my god. And I thought I was like a wannabe new kid on the block. And I'd wear those out all the time with a rayon shirt and suspenders. Oh, yes. And it was hot business. Oh my god. <laughs> with my shiny patent leather Jordan Knight shoes. Yep, it got me laid all the time. Anyone dressing like new kids on the block was going to get laid a lot. Uh-huh. No matter what people are willing to admit now... That was the shit. Oh, God, they were cute. Even if we were too old for it, it was still the shit. Oh, honey, I wasn't too old for it. I followed them on tour <laughs> in college. <laughs> Me and a bunch of 13-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Hi, everybody. This is I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. Hello. Okay, four things people need to know right off the top, Lisa. Tell them. 20 years, besties. Woohoo! <laughs> Two. <laughs> We're almost 50. No, Samantha, stop that. Just stop that. You're almost 50. Whatever. Oh. Three. We podcast from my car. We're sitting inside your car right now. Four. We're from Canada. We're from the heart of the prairies. We're from Saskatchewan. And if you're unsure if that's a real place, just Google it. Yeah. But we also bring you a new episode every single Friday. We do. It's about an hour long, but you know what? Time goes by quick. Because we're just two crazy women bantering, talking about lighthearted topics. Talking over each other all the time. We argue, we disagree, but we always go back to laughing. We do. We just want to be the least stressful part of your week. Exactly. So you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, and any other podcast app that you have. We're all over social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Costco was on the news because they had lines all the way around the store for people going in so they could stock up on their goddamn toilet paper and water because of the virus. And the reason why they had this story on the news is because some dumb cunt mm -hmm. called 911 demanding that they come and arrest somebody because they cut in front of her at line at Costco. Oh, I want to... <laughs> so you didn't want to enter? <laughs> I don't know. But they reported that, and it was like, it was a human interest story, but it was also like, uh, don't call 911 unless it's really emergency, and this is so not a really emergency because somebody cut in front of you at the fucking market, you know? <laughs> I know, it's it's very John Waters movie kind of scene. Yeah. Oh, my Somebody, God. Probably 
it a lot better. Maybe I sort of, you know, and I was like, I sort of understand the panic, but on the other hand, I don't because I was telling mom about it and she was like, you know, I understand that, you know, people are worried that if we have to like stay in our houses for a while or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not like every supermarket is going to close because they just can't. Yeah. You know, and if you run out of toilet paper, use old newspaper. What What is this big fascination with piles of, of toilet paper? I, isn't it weird? I don't know. It doesn't give you diarrhea. I, I had <laughs> I had like texted a friend of mine in Texas, and I was like, is it as crazy there as it is here? And he works for H-E-B, right? Yeah. And so he, I got pictures back, and the, the toilet paper aisle at H-E-B, totally empty. Oh, my God. I thought that would only so happen. It, no, I thought it was just a Bay Area thing. But no, it is a nationwide phenomenon. It's toilet paper mania. That is bizarre. I know. And it's like, you know, if you run out of toilet paper, you know, there's newspaper. There's yeah. binder paper. There's notebook paper. Yeah, there's paper towels. You know, there's an old sponge. You can use an old sponge and then rinse it off. So, yeah. <laughs> you need to start an ice column. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, here is, here is an epidemic that has killed people, uh, especially on one side of the planet, and now it's coming here, and people are worried about wiping their ass? Come on. I, oh, my God. I know. And I, the only thing I can think of is people that are afraid that it's, uh, me, that I guess that we're going to be locked in our houses and everything is going to be closed. I don't know. I Well, I sure as fuck hope the stores don't close because, you know, I work for Target. So you got to go to work. I'm fucked if, if all stores close because I won't have any damn money. And I'm sorry. I need money to buy video games online so I can be at home if we have to stay at home. <laughs> you know? but, you know, Target needs to be open too, you know. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's really, really crazy. I mean, I, granted, I yes, it's, it's scary, but uh, please. Yeah, it's, it'll get scarier too, probably, but I think it's going to get crazier than scarier. For I know, but I hope it doesn't become like the zombie apocalypse or something. Like I said, it could be God's punishment for allowing Republicans to exist. <laughs> it, it, it's just nature. It's No, it's not just nature, because it's us, too. Because we have warmed the planet one and a half degrees, which may not sound like much, but that's a lot. And it's going to continue to go. Even if we replace all the car engines with electric and do all the things we're supposed to do, it's still going to go up a little more. And the higher it goes, the germs have more and more advantage over us and we will be dying off from these diseases more and more. So, you know, germs depend on uh, the weather. I know, and you know, I just like, that is the Earth's way of getting rid of, you know, I think maybe viruses and stuff are like the Earth's, uh, like our white blood cells, they get rid of filth and infection in the body. That could be, and let's face it, that's what we've been acting like on our planet. I know, and I'm sorry, there's no filth and infection to the planet more than goddamn humans. Yeah. 
I mean, look at, you know, with mining and flying and driving and making our electricity out of coal still after, you know, bragging that we're not going to do it anymore. You know, all that stuff. We we just talk. We don't do unless it, unless it'll make you money. Then, you know, OK, I'll go do it. I don't know. I think we need a new president this year. Oh, my God. I know. You know. I am proud to say the entire time that that asshole has been in office, the only time I have ever listened to him speak was yesterday. Oh, you mean when he read that speech? Yes. And I will say, God, does he talk stupid? God, is his voice stupid? And God, does he look stupid? He is. I have completely ignored everything that man has said. I have not. I refuse to listen to any speeches. But he talks so stupid. The way his lips move is stupid. His intonation is stupid. Oh, I just hate him. Yeah, he's far from presidential, that's for sure. And he certainly doesn't have any management skills. What does he have, like seven bankruptcies in his career or something? I know. And it's like, he's like so weird. It's like, say his face is like 10 inches wide, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. It's almost like a deformity that his mouth is only like, say if his face is 10 inches, his mouth is only like an inch wide in the middle. It's the weird puckering hole of filth. It's really, really weird. Well, that's because he's, he, you know, he's really um, very fearful inside. In that, and so he's very tense in his mouth when he's speaking. Oh, it's so weird. But I'm, I got to say, I'm fascinated. I want like a total coffee table photo book dedicated to Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> I want a bottle of his um, facial foundation, that orange shit he wears. In the, in the Smithsonian. All oh, my film. God. Yes. The orange. He's yeah, and then orange. how he's all, like, real pale white around the eyes. Oh, my God, it's so weird. Yeah, he's like a drag queen. Oh, it's fascinating. Deep the year of woo. Okay, remember a while back I talked about crystals and stones and how I wear them and love them, but I don't think they're magic like the woo do? Well, let's take that level of woo and multiply it by like a thousand and step into the world of Orgone. A bit of background. This dude named Wilhelm Reich got really deep into thinking about the libido about a hundred years ago, and that spun off into a bunch of shit that I'll sum up this way. Energy is in us and around us, like the force. And if we really want to be healthy and happy and smart, we need to build contraptions to trap it and channel it into us, especially sexy energy, because orgasm, orgone, get it? So, like the force, but for fucking. Now, the healthy form of this energy is known as P-O-R, positive orgone energy. And then there's this stagnant form that's called D-O-R, deadly orgone energy, because of course it is. And I'm not going to say whether or not Mark Mothersbaugh really believes in all this, but those hats that Devo wore, 
orgone energy domes, you guys. But let's talk about how this all factors into the world of modern woo. I first started noticing references to orgone on the sites where they sell pretty sparklies, like the pendants that I love. Sometimes I would see these multicolored pendants made up of different types of stones, like crushed up and suspended with shiny metal shavings in some sort of resin, and there would be a copper wire sort of swirled around or in a weird grid pattern. And the description would call the pendants organites and talk all about frequencies and energies and radiation. And I would just scroll on by because no. And sometimes it would make me angry because the pendant would be really pretty and I would love to wear it, but I didn't want to give them money for some wackadoo bullshit. And it's not just jewelry. It's coasters. It's obelisks. It's pyramids. Y'all knew pyramids would be in there somewhere, didn't you? And they help you sleep better, and they make your plants grow, and they preserve your food and protect you from EMF. No, not the band. You're unbelievable. You see, electromagnetic frequencies are deadly orgone, and wearing a necklace will save you from them. And don't get these freaks started on how 5G is going to kill us all. But really, we shouldn't have to worry because these weirdos will break in and sneak an organite pyramid next to a cell tower to neutralize the 5G and protect us. Aren't they nice? But hey, don't take my word for it. Here's a small sample of the sort of woo you can read from these organite peddlers. By simply place our organite crystal pyramid in your home or being near these devices, you will feel lots of positivity. In reality, you will dive into a large amount of organite positive energy ocean. Wherever you place these organite crystal pyramid kit, keep the air and life force clean and stimulate positive energy surrounding. So, what do you think? If I see a sparkly pendant and it's colorful and pretty, but it happens to be one of these bullshit energy accumulators, should I just buy it anyway because I want to wear a pretty thing? Or should I continue to refuse to give these loonies my money? What would you do? Hmm. depressing thing about this outbreak. Think of how it's affecting the mall. We were already moving from no more malls to everybody going online and ordering online and then having it delivered to their house. We're already moving in that direction, which is sad stuff because I love the malls. You know, I mean, my favorite still is Valley Fair. And I, that that was the first I ever went to. And it wasn't even a mall. It was it was a series of buildings with gardens and walkways in between. And all of those high school kids used to hang out there after school, you know. And they had, you know, pot dealers. So you could buy some pot if you wanted. And, and they had a really good record store, uh, Frank Campy Music. You could go into these booths and listen to records. And oh, just, yes. Them. That is just so gone, you know. <laughs> it's just... 
And, and but then, you know, then they enclosed Valley Fair and they did a really bad job the first time. They made it just look like a curvy tube, square tube. Oh, of- I know. But God, I remember when they did that, it was like I was, God, I was in high school when they did that. But I remember when it was done. Oh, it was like paradise. And I remember like me and all my gothy friends, we would just go and hang out at the Valley Fair Mall. Oh, I know. You can get um, you can get cinnamon rolls. You can get coffee. You can get sodas. You can get tacos. You can you know you can get McDonald's. You know, so that so you could literally just stay there all day. Oh my God! And we used to, and it was so much fun. And you know, it's like I don't understand. You know, young people now they how I don't know how they can live without knowing the glories of them all. Well, because they're staring at their phone. Oh, I guess. But don't you remember? You like you know, we would you would go with your friends. Yeah. And you would try on clothes, and yeah. you'd be like, "Ooh, does my butt look cute in these jeans? Ooh, how does this shirt look on me?" You can't do that if if you're shopping on clothes on on fucking line, you know. I know, and I always have tried on my clothes. At the store. This is what my, uh, you know, when my mother took me, I had to go go get stupid Catholic school uniforms, you know, and she would just be all aggro if they didn't fit right and blah, 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 blah and everything. So I just, you know, grew up. That's I still do it. If I'm going to buy something, I try it on. I know. And that's fun. And it's fun to even like try things on that you have no intention of fucking buying, you know. Well, you know what happens sometimes when you do that. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> You do buy it, but so what? See, oh, I- my God. I remember one time I was at, God, it was Urban Outfitters in Austin. And I tried on this pair of jeans, and they were like, they were diesel brand, right? And I didn't know what that brand was. I didn't know that was an expensive brand of jeans. And it was in, you know, some rack. And I swear, I thought those jeans were like 25 or $30, right? Yeah. And I tried them on and I remember, I mean, this was a long time ago, but they looked so cute on me and they made my ass look so good. I was like, ooh, I'm buying these jeans. When I got to the register, those jeans were fucking $140. Holy, wow. And I so completely could not afford them that I ended up buying them anyway because I was too embarrassed to be like, oh my God, I totally can't afford this. So I like totally bought them and then didn't eat for two weeks. But you know what? I wore those jeans until they were holes worn in them. I was going to ask you if you still have those jeans. I wish I did because they were like super cute. But no, I do not. Because I decided today to retire two pairs of jeans. And it's not fun. You know, it's not, uh, but it's like the right side, right hand pocket where I always put my car keys is just all shreddy and coming apart and the knees are going and, you know, it's just time. So, but they are savable, I think. So I am going to put them in the, I'm taking them to the thrift store and I think somebody will buy them and fix them up and either wear them or sell them in their store, you know, because that's, uh, that happens a lot, you know. Oh, Yeah. Is the people that have the 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 more little more upper uh, thrift stores like on Fourth Avenue in Tucson? They comb through all the stuff at Goodwill and all nah. the 
And then they just, you know, gussy it up a little bit and display it, right? And then they can get money. Yeah, or you could be like the old days and just like patch them up with like paisley fabric. Yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, paisley was a big deal in the in the uh, in the 60s. Well, no, see, in the 80s, you know, I was hanging out at the goth clubs and I was hanging out at like the upstart crow and where all the goth and the punks hang out. But uh-huh. you, know, you remember me. I was really don't you remember? I was obsessed with Joni Mitchell and I was obsessed yeah. with Carol King. Yeah. And I would have all these hippie clothes and I would like have all these paisley shirts and I would like, you know, patch my pants and all this stuff. And I would be like totally hippie. And I would go to like the punk shows and stuff, dressed like hippie with my goddamn leather French purses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. I wish I still had all that stuff. Well, it's still in (laughs) probably. No, you cannot find that shit anymore. But in the 80s, all that fabulous hippie stuff, it was so common and it was cheap because nobody wanted it anymore. And so I had so much of it and I don't have any of it anymore, but I wish I did. Yeah, well, before I met you, I did throw away all of my hippie clothes, but... Too bad I would have given them to you because I was Yeah, but don't you remember I used to like wear the like like these tacky seventies hippie purses? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is like I had a rabbit fur purse with all this fringe on the bottom with beads. <laughs> I had a purse that I made out of a pair of Levi's and I and I sewed it so that on one side of it the pocket was there and I could put my wallet in it. And then I lined it with this crazy hippie, you know, cheap cotton fabric. And um, it was, well, that was nice. I, I don't, I don't remember what happened to it. I probably gave it to someone, you know. But, oh God, anyway, I wish I still had all that stuff, but I don't, so whatever. It's, it's fun to talk about the past sometimes, but you, you can't go back. So it's just fun to talk about it. You know, we're still moving in the other direction. I know, but you know, and you know what? And the mall is still fabulous. Well, <laughs> I think it's it's what it it's just so like if you went up to your big giant stereo in the living room that you know that some freak that loved all that stuff had and just cranked it all the way up. You know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got to say, as much as I loved LPs and cassettes and all of that, I got to say there's something to be said for having something the size of a finger that can hold like a thousand songs and you plug it into something that's teeny and it goes louder and booms louder than huge stereo speakers. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I agree with that. And I have that. And I love it. But I also have my 1965 Westinghouse portable record player with eight tubes. I also have my uh, Magnavox two-box stereo that I that oh. I was listening to when you called. And I also have my living room jukebox, which I'm going to get repaired this year, I hope. With, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, wait. And I'm going to turn on. Wait, I'm going to turn on my light so you can see something. Hold on. Oh, okay. Can you see me better now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so do you see this thing? Uh, what is it now? U, U-B-L, oh, J-B-L. This is yeah. not that big, but do you see it? Yes. This thing is 
a USB speaker, and this little thing, it goes so fucking loud, and the bass is so heavy on it, it, like, shakes the fucking windows in my house. Great. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Can you, you had to have big, giant wooden boxes like the ones I've got back then, and it'll play really loud, but my... My, uh, you know, my Samsung disc player that I run the TV and everything through, and it has the speakers are like, you know, they're like four by four or four by five little tiny boxes, and they they blast just as good as those 1960 speakers, if not better. I know, isn't it amazing? And man, this thing goes fucking loud. And the great thing is, it's waterproof. That amazes me. You can take it to the beach, you can take it outside, you can take it in the shower. In fact, I, you know, I had it like in the shower with me the other day mm-hmm. and um, I was blasting music, not expecting my mom to come home. And of course, I didn't hear her come home. And this thing was like shaking the house because I was in the shower and it was in the bathroom with me. And when I got out, she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must have been loud if she could hear it. <laughs> And she was like, oh, why do you got to play that so loud? <laughs> <laughs> you can totally hear her, right? Oh, yeah. for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone Everyone loves loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.